0: Welcome to the Ringer Podcast Network. I'm Liz Kelly. We wanted to remind you to check out the Ringers YouTube page. We're publishing new, original videos all the time, including a new This Is Us parody called This Is Bus, featuring some of your favorite ringer employees like Bill Simmons, Jason Concepcion, and Chris Ryan. And on Friday, we published a video breaking down the staff's favorite moments of 2018 in sports and pop culture, ranging from a star is born to the Philadelphia Flyers mascot gritty. These videos and more can be found at youtube.com slash the ringer.
1: Welcome, welcome, welcome to the fantasy football podcast brought to you by the Ringer Podcast Network. I'm joined by my co-host and co-danny, Danny Kelly. What is up, DK?
2: What's up, DH? How are you doing,
1: man? I am wonderful. Here with full-time Craig and Jim. It's it's a wonderful time, DK, except for fantasy football, which has returned to the cold and relentless meaninglessness and darkness of the space void that we occupy. And wow. Rough... rough
2: week. Rough week for fantasy football. It's tough,
1: man. It's tough out here. I love it because uh, everyone else is also unhappy, and I feel (laughs) better about my own life. The more I hear about other people's lives being destroyed on fantasy football this week, the better I feel about myself. Right, Craig? Right. I'm in two championships, so I'm feeling really good. I hate Craig. (laughs) (laughs) Side note. For those who actually still matter, uh, are still playing in the championships, Godspeed, and... More importantly, if you're trying to avoid like a last place punishment, which I feel for you way worse. Yeah, uh, doesn't
2: the consolation the consolation bracket matter? I hope what? so. I mean, I I feel like what's standard
1: like first place gets a prize if you know hypothetically gambling were legal. Like first place gets a prize, second, third gets their
0: money back. Yeah, and so, then yeah, we yeah, and, you know, and then we do back. like highest point score of regular season also gets a that prize. would be nice. It would be
1: nice if the ringer league gave points out to I don't know the regular season champion. You know, that would be great, <laughs> but you know that's not what happened. And then we lost. And okay, moving on. Shall Um, we get into initial advice? Shall we? Uh, Wait, before that, can we get the Batman music one
2: last time? All right, my first dark night this week, Dante Pettis of the 49ers going up against the Bears this week. Uh, Pettis has gone off the last four weeks, 17 catches, 338 yards, four touchdowns. As full-time Craig says, he's actually the overall number six receiver in the last four weeks, which is... Pretty surprising. Uh, Still available pretty widely. 26 targets over the last four weeks. Second only to Kittle on the team. Nick Mullins is kind of balling out of late. Um, And the Bears, while being a very good defense, actually do give up quite a bit of points to opposing receivers. They gave up the eighth most fantasy points to receivers this year. Last week they held Rodgers to zero touchdowns, but did give up eight catches, 119 yards to Devontae Adams. So the matchup isn't actually as bad as it might look on paper. So I like Pettis a lot. He's kind of come into his own, turned into uh, the top receiver on that team. I mean, obviously with Kittle, you know, Kittle's probably the top pass catcher, but Pettis has really emerged late in the season. He's gotten healthy, and he looks really good out there.
1: I'd probably still be a little bit afraid because Mullins isn't exactly Aaron Rodgers, but I wouldn't be afraid of playing Kittle still, but I might be a little hesitant about Pettis. But they did just lose Eddie Jackson, and I think that's actually huge for their defense. They also clinched the division, and they don't have a ton of daylight with making up a first-round bye so I wouldn't be shocked if they were able to get some serious garbage time stuff at the very least. Absolutely. So, love Pettis.
2: Who's your first guy?
1: I, like, love Damian Williams on the Chiefs. You know, obviously, so Spencer Ware has a hamstring injury. It's uncertain if he plays this week, but they're going against the Seahawks, and if Spencer Ware isn't playing, I mean, Damian Williams has looked fantastic. Even if Spencer Ware is healthy, like, Damian Williams should have the job um, for now in the playoffs. I mean... Uh, I think Darrell Williams got the Darrell Williams Darrell he got the first score but Damian Williams just looked better throughout he's they can do everything with him he's great out of the backfield he's he, I mean he can run routes you know um
2: explosive yeah
1: yeah he can run things downfield and he also just he really can make guys miss and break long plays uh, there's nothing not to like so last week you know obviously it's probably a ceiling but I, I would you know that's a guy I think could get two or three touchdowns on any given week I think so Love that. Well, not any given week. I guess there's one week that really matters. So this week, how about that?
0: But monitor Spencer <laughs> Ware, right? I mean, are you? Oh p- yeah, yeah, yeah. Are you playing him if Ware plays?
1: No. So, well, I mean, yes, but oh. Ware, I want to hear what they have to say. So I think that even if Ware is healthy enough to play, or he's a game time decision, I imagine they would still monitor. If Williams is getting even like half a snaps, I still think he's probably worth a flex option. If Ware is out altogether, I think he's like clearly like a second tier running back, like a like an RB two. Um, talent wise I think he should play it is better than Ware if Ware out he's 100% should be in your roster if Ware in I'd probably still monitor because the way the Chiefs season's going I think I imagine that they still want to prioritize keeping everyone healthy I don't think Ware's going to get the full workload this week no matter what
2: yeah so you're sitting Ware if you have Ware
1: maybe I mean, it would be tough. It would be tough for me to play him because it's not. It, it's a lesser version of the James Connor thing for me last week, where like yeah. even if he's going to play, like how much is he going to play? Hamstrings, you know?
2: are like not good injuries either.
1: Well, yeah, and it's like I mean, they can put him on a pitch count. He can, you know, tug it. You know, he, he comes out, or maybe they're just going with the hot hand. So it would be tough for me to really. If you were playing Spencer Ware, would you feel good about it? So no, I'm torn. No. But at the same. I, I wouldn't be surprised, but it's certainly something to monitor. You know, you want got to check the injury report on Friday and things.
2: Yeah, definitely. Uh, my next guy, Robert Foster of the Bills, going up against the Patriots this week. Uh, this is a former Alabama undrafted free agent for the Bills. He originally was a big recruit for uh, for Alabama, but didn't really pan out. Had injuries and kind of got stuck behind some guys, really didn't do much. He's actually got more receiving yards this season in Buffalo than he did his entire career at Alabama. Over the last four weeks, he's a wide receiver 13. On Sunday, he had four catches, 108 yards, a touchdown the week before, seven catches, 104 yards. Back to week 12, two catches, 94 yards, a touchdown. He's he's a deep threat guy. He's a big play guy. Um, he's actually 10th in the NFL in air yards over the last four weeks, so they go deep to him. Obviously, with Josh Allen at quarterback, it's a bit of a crapshoot if the ball is going to end up in his vicinity, but he's really proven to be like a big play guy for them. And, and you know, the production is there for over the last five, four or five weeks. So I kind of like him going forward. Patriots, uh, they give up big plays. They're, they're 15th most fantasy points to receivers this year. So, um, you know, being in, in, in new England, they're probably going to be behind. I guess they're going to have to pass a lot. They don't have any running backs left. Everyone's hurt. So I like this matchup for Foster.
1: It's easy to forget when they played on Monday Night Football that the Bills almost won that game. I mean, Derek Anderson was the quarterback. He'd been on the team for like less than two weeks and they had a shot to win. They didn't. But Josh Allen, like this is not a gimme for New England. I don't think they've had a three-game losing streak since like 2002. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) But it's not a gimme and their defense has been fantastic. So I would not at all be shocked if Foster kept this going because he's been fantastic.
2: It's a nice find for them because they have no offensive weapons. I mean, they even cut... Kelvin Benjamin. So,
1: I personally, I was thinking if it would might be a fluke, and then he's just kept it going. He's looked right. really good, and he's really getting separation, so it's impressive. The next one I, I really like this week, I mean, this is, again, contingent on injury and stuff, but Jamal Williams for the Packers, um, they're going against the Jets this week. They're in the Meadowlands. Aaron Jones obviously left with a knee injury in the first quarter this week. Uh, he's They think it's a sprained MCL, which is like a mm-hmm. two- to four-week injury. I, I can't imagine why he would play this week. I mean, they're in, no. like, it's the end of the season, you know, their their season's over, they've been eliminated, so, I, I don't know, I, it seems like Jamal Williams is going to get all the touches for them this week, and he's not as good as Aaron Jones, but in the games last year when he played and he had a full workload, he was he was pretty good as a fantasy option, and he's not the same kind of runner as Aaron Jones at all, he's not going to be able to break the same kind of big plays, he doesn't quite have the burst, but... I mean, he could be a great option. And if you do have, whether it's Aaron Jones or another person that is hurt for you, maybe you have James Conner, um, he might be a better option than some of the people out there. And he got cut in a lot of leaks in the middle of the season. Oh, yeah. So
2: he had 12 carries, 65 yards, a touchdown last week, for, and added four catches for 42 yards. So he can kind of do both things. I mean, this is like Williams was a solid, I mean, he was like a flex, like RB2 slash flex guy early in the season. And
0: last year, he was amazing. He had like a five week stretch where he was putting up big numbers. Yeah. When Williams or Jones gets the full workload, they're great. They're
1: both great. The issue has been when they split it. Now, Jones wasn't splitting it before. Now, Williams isn't going to split it. So, I mean, I'd rather have Jamal Williams getting all the Packers carries in a meaningless game than either James Conner or Jalen Samuels if they're like splitting next week, maybe. Right.
2: Yeah. All
1: right, DK.
0: That's all we got for the initial. Is that the last
1: DKs of the year? Yeah, yeah. Wow, what a year! We get like some memorial music or something, like a commemorative. No, commemorative Batman. No, okay, we'll move on. All right, before we move on, let's take a quick break. What do you wish for most this holiday? If you're like us, you want all wins for your favorite NFL team. I, I don't. I want all losses because I want a quarterback for the Giants. Unfortunately, even Santa cannot make our dreams come true, but the Yahoo Sports mobile app can make it so we can watch those games and more right on your phone. In fact, with the Yahoo Sports mobile app, you can watch live, local, and primetime NFL games during the holidays and all season long. Never miss big matchups or your favorite team in action. What are you waiting for? Download the Yahoo Sports mobile app and may all your football wishes come true. All right, waiver wire lightning round. DK, again, one last waiver wire lightning round. Yeah. All right, we don't know your leagues quite like you guys. Uh, we certainly don't know your championships, but we do have thoughts. So whether you guys are, well, there's not much monitoring on the waiver wires left, but if you're going to plug these guys in, uh, some guys we really like this week uh, that could be surprises. So DK.
2: Yeah. One last waiver of lightning round. Should we do it? All right. First guy on my list, Robbie Anderson of the Jets. Going up against the Packers. Definition of late, by the way.
0: Robbie Anderson. What? I'm very mad at Robbie Anderson. Because he was like really good last year. People drafted him in like the fifth round this year. Yeah, I liked
2: Robbie Anderson. In fact, he is fifth in the league in air yards over the last four weeks. Uh, He's a bit of a a boom-bust guy. Obviously, he's a deep threat. Um, Last week, he had 11 targets, seven catches, 96 yards, and a touchdown. That was a team high of 11 targets. Um, 29% target share since Darnold has returned from injury. So, obviously, those two kind of um, have gotten onto the same page, and the Packers give up quite a few points to fantasy receivers, uh, fourth most points per game to receivers this year. And so, it's a li- it's a risky move. Obviously, you you know he's kind of got that low floor, but um, you know if you're looking for like a contrarian player or whatever, he he's got that upside as like a deep threat. You could have a touchdown or two kind of out of the blue. And the Packers are not playing for anything at this point, so um, I like that I like that matchup. Darnold has looked a little bit better. Um, of late, and so there's, they're kind of moving in the right direction.
0: Robbie Anderson's going to win somebody third. Like, that's what he's in it. You're going to be battling for third place. You're going to have Keenan Allen. You're going to be like, ah, oh, he's not going to play. Okay, fine, I'll start Robbie Anderson. He'll put up 27, and you'll get third. That's,
1: that's <laughs> oh, You mistake. heard it from Craig. It's Robert Foster last week. Yep. I, uh, too little, too late for me, Robbie. Uh, speaking – all right, this is actually one of my fi- – Kalen Bellage and the Dolphins, who – Where did this come from? Yeah. Well, I. I mean, I – People loved I him, to liked start him the year. Early this year. I yeah, remember Matthew
0: Berry was like all oh over yeah. K.O. Yeah, Matthew Berry was oh, yeah, like, Kalen like uber athlete. The yeah.
1: Wild thing. I mean, logic has not governed the Miami Dolphins this year. Uh, no idea what Kenyon Drake has done. He I still clearly think he's good. Deeply upset somebody, <laughs> is or not somebody, Adam Gase. They clearly hate each other. No mm-hmm. idea what's going on. Not really. I just made that up. I feel like that could come off as if they. Yeah, this is started. not a report. <laughs> um, yeah, it's not Danny. a report. But I just have shouts <laughs> to Frank Gore for a second. He was carted off, but this blew my mind. I saw this. He started 122 consecutive games for running back. The next running backs behind him in second Jeez. are Christian McCaffrey and Peyton Barber with 17. <laughs> that is wild. That is crazy. So shouts yeah. to Frank. Um, shouts to Frank. But if he misses this week, suddenly Kalen Bellage might be a better fancy play than Kenyon Drake himself, which yeah. is just absolutely nuts, but true, and I actually I mean, this is what, again, talk about too little too late. This is what people in August were saying. Balaj is the best person in the backfield. And that's coming true. Just, you know, in week 16 when it's way too late to affect anything you're doing. So, but I actually yes. really do like him this week. They're going against the Jaguars. But the Jaguars, good defense in name only, have and have always been bad against the run in this new iteration of the team. Even last year when they were, like, crushing it and they, they were the number one defense, they were, like, 31st in run defense and last year. Look what year. Derrick Henry did to him. Look what Derrick Henry did. Even Jags when the Jags are bad, mailing it in at this point, yes. Too. But when the Jags are good, when the Jags are bad, like defensively, good or bad, they've always been bad against the run. Yeah. So not concerned about the, them matchup wise as much as you would think. Also, didn't uh, Jalen yeah. Ramsey said I'm looking out for myself this week? So,
2: so how are you going to feel if you're if you've got uh, Kenyon Drake? I don't, on, so. I wouldn't feel anything.
1: I don't know. I feel like I say that too much. Maybe I should, maybe I should <laughs> get some things off my chest. I don't know. <laughs> um, I, honestly, you kind of have, th- so this is, a, I guess, a good note for week 16 in general because this is where real life kind of gets in the way of fantasy. Mm. Uh, <laughs> and like these teams just want to see younger guys, on the are the Giants, in which case, you know, you just keep playing Eli Manning. It reminds me of, oh, it was uh, Leonard Fournette's because the Jaguars just got benched. In the second half, oh yeah, Doug Marone is like, yeah, you know, we just... And they had him returning kicks, and like, you know, we wanted to see other guys. So, like, there are certain teams where it kind of all goes out the window, and yep, yep. the Jaguars are one where I would not play any Jacksonville Jaguars, because they're liable to bench anyone. I don't... I think Kenyon Drake's on that. In all seriousness, like, Kenyon Drake clearly does not have the trust of the coaching staff, and that's something I'd be very wary of for the final two weeks. Because, I mean, if Leonard Fournette can get benched, obviously every coaching is different, but it's a good indicator of, like, all you have to do is piss your coach off. They don't give a shit. They're out of the playoffs. So there you go.
2: Yeah. No, I'm with you on that one. I I I mean that's basically what it's been like all year. Like you as soon as you as soon as you bench Drake, then he just goes off and vice versa. So I don't know. If a, I mean if you ha- actually week.
1: do have a, a matchup worth playing, I, I Balage looked good. He looked better. I I I would not be playing Kenny Drake this week.
2: Uh speaking of young, inexperienced players getting onto the field late in the season. Uh, Bronco's receiver core, so there's there's Cortland Sutton, obviously. I think he's kind of the main, mostly owned guy. And then Tim Patrick and Desha- Deshaun Hamilton have both been pretty good over the last two weeks. Uh, Tim Patrick last week had five catches, 65 yards on eight targets. The week before that, 10 targets, seven catches, 85 yards. And then Hamilton this week, 12 targets, seven catches, 46 yards. Uh, and the week before that, nine, seven, and 47 uh, with the touchdown. So, I mean, both of these guys are getting tons of targets. They're a big part of the passing game going up against the Raiders this week. I actually think I, I would, I would be, I'd feel pretty comfortable starting either Patrick or Hamilton. I actually like them a little bit more than Sutton this week because uh, Sutton just kind of has been so inconsistent. Both of these guys are just getting more targets. So um, especially up against a bad defense, like the Raiders, uh, I actually feel pretty comfortable starting either of these guys.
1: You have, a third percent chance that the Raiders just quit on John Gruden each of the next two weeks. So that's a yeah. nice, that's a nice add-in. I
0: saw somewhere that the Raiders are secretly the best team defending a team's number one wide receiver.
1: Well, that's why you galaxy brain, and you don't have a number one wide receiver, <laughs> which is why the Broncos got rid of Demarius and then Sanders is hurt. So there you go. That's how you. That's called smart football. Mm. So but, Craig,
2: do you, do you think the Sutton would still count as the number one guy then? Yeah. Yes. So that actually, yeah, that's so there. You go. That helps. All right. Another one,
1: well, I I wrote not sexy, but that doesn't really do this justice. Dare I say that in the year of our Lord 2018, (laughs) Alfred Blue of the Houston Texans is the least sexy of all the backup running backs in football. He is the Andy Dalton of backup running backs. (laughs) Uh, He's fine. He's perfectly fine. So Lamar Miller uh, hurt his ankle this week. He may or may not play this week, so obviously that's another guy, like, just monitor... um, but the Texans are in it. I mean, they're still chasing a second wild card, so they certainly still have stuff to play for. And they're at the Eagles this week, so they really kind of need him. But I'm not convinced Miller's going to play, and if he doesn't, Alfred Blue is both a good option and also fine. Uh, I think he's going to get the like the whole workload because Deontay Foreman, who's the other guy in that backfield, is talented, but he's still recovering from an Achilles injury last year. He's only, he hasn't been practicing too long. Uh, they brought him... I don't uh, know why
2: they would rush him back That's now. the thing. It's like, you're not yeah. going
1: to rush him back after all this time. So I And really they think, probably wouldn't rush Lamar Miller back. That's the thing. It doesn't really make sense to push either of these guys. Um, so if if Blue's going, he's getting all the carries. But the Texans' offensive line sucks. The running game sucks. They don't really produce much outside of that 97-yard touchdown run. Like they, they don't really produce much. The Eagles' defensive front, like, really playing well right now. Fletcher Cox playing fantastic. Um, really kind of manhandled the Rams' offensive line, which they're having issues, but still. Um, so on one hand, it's a bad matchup, and on the other, he's gonna get I mean Lamar Volume Eddie, not Mo, Alfred Blue could get he could have one of the you know five most touches of like or carries of any running back this week. So if you are in desperate straits, he's a great ad. He's also like profoundly unexciting.
2: <laughs> so <laughs> that's I feel like that's like the theme though for this week is I mean, you're making do at this <laughs> That is point.
0: week 16 in the NFL for isn't most it, people. Isn't it weird that, like, it's just so, like, paradoxical that, like, you could spend so much time, like, studying and drafting all these guys, and at the very end, you're in the championship, you're the best team, and, like, somebody hurts their knee, and now you're starting Alfred Brew- no, that, Blue, and that's why you this win. This is
1: depth. This is actually why I love fantasy football. It's because, like, decisions are made by those who show up. And like fantasy championships are determined by like third string running backs, I don't know, and Alfred Super Blue. Bowls are won by fifth string cornerbacks. I know, it's like weird. that's how life works. We're all just Nick Folsing like we're all just doing what we're the Eagles did. <laughs> we're all Nick folsing <laughs> Actually, though, it's so true. David Tyree. Defeated the Patriots. Sorry, I'm just going around. I think
2: I feel like this time of year sucks. If you came in as like a one or two seed, and it's awesome if you're a six seed.
1: It really does. No, but it really (laughs) does mirror real football. I mean, at the end of the day, like you look at these contenders, and how many are defined by like whether your third string right tackle can like not fall on his ass every play. I'm like, that's fantasy too, man. That's
2: deep, baby. (laughs) Let's go to let's go the next guy, wide receiver Mike Williams of the Chargers. Probably one a lot of people there. What is that? I guess the semifinal round. A lot. People.
1: How many people played Mike Williams last week?
2: Well, that's a good, that's a good point. Very assuming few. Assuming he was on the, <laughs> maybe, Very few. High on percentage? maybe Keenan Allen played him. Keenan Allen
1: played him. <laughs> Very few. Maybe no one.
2: Uh, he had nine ca- or nine targets, seven catches, 76 yards and two touchdowns. Plus a two point conversion. Uh, was like a superstar of the game. Great game, by the way, really fun. Um, and it's looking like, so Allen hurt his hip. It doesn't look like it's anything super uh, serious, but I think there's always kind of the thought that he could, you know, it's it's always a fear like he comes in for one series and then decides it's, it's like hurting him or whatever and then goes out for the rest of the game. So on one hand, it, it's really nerve-wracking to start Allen this week. And on the other hand... Mike Williams is no sure thing either, but if so, you basically what you have to do is monitor. If Allen even is limited or whatever later in the game, I would actually almost prefer to start Williams just based on the fact that he's healthy. Um, it's a really tough matchup too, going up against the Ravens. So I think there's always volume to be had in the Chargers' passing offense, and, and Williams always has that touchdown upside. Um, but both of these guys are pretty risky at this point. I think I, I don't know if you feel really that comfortable going with either of them. Williams is super tough for me because, I mean,
1: on one hand, his whole thing, I mean, I don't, I hate PPR because I think it's participation trophy. All of his balls are really earned. Like, he does not have, with the exception of the touchdown where he was, like, uncovered. Um, (laughs) Or the two-point conversion. Like, super contested, and I don't want to overreact because, on one hand, like, that is a Chiefs secondary who is bad. Uh, I know Eric Berry's back. Orlando Skandrick was... Being targeted by teams because he was really bad like five years ago when he was on the Cowboys, Um, so I'm really torn that like that secondary was unable to cover him, and then you're going to send him to Baltimore, which is a much more talented group. Um, I don't want to overreact, and it's also because that kind of game that kind of game plan and style of like we're just going to toss the ball up to Mike Williams, like that's not necessarily what they're going to come in and try to do against the Ravens. Also, Melvin Gordon might be back. I, I he certainly could be have the same role, but I'm also like. It's one of those things that if Williams goes to you this week you'll be like oh yeah, that makes sense. yeah if he so has like three
2: catches for 20 yards.
1: <laughs> it's not one of those things where oh, Allen's hurt, Williams is
2: fulfilling that role in the offense very different players um
1: so that's where my hesitancy
2: there uh, yeah, I think I, I'm pretty hesitant on him too uh if you have if you're desperate, but yeah, I don't know but, but then again, I had that feeling about Henry and he just went off again so
1: granted, i mean I'd rather have him then well, would you rather have Mike Williams or Robbie Anderson?
0: Mike Williams. Yeah.
2: That's
0: I'm tough. betting on Phillip Rivers and the Chargers offense over Darnold.
1: I, I, yeah. <laughs> but at the same time, it could also go, go Robert Foster, Robbie Anderson, Mike Williams. Who knows? Life's a mystery. Craig, you got one final one for us.
0: Yeah, this is like a deeper cut. This is like if you're in like a 16-team league or like you're <laughs> in a dynasty league or something like that. James Washington, I feel like, is finally kind of coming into his own. The Steelers mm-hmm. like like shit good wide receivers. So, you know... <laughs> He's finally like secret, showing not so secret noted Steelers stuff. fan. Noted I mean, Steelers they draft. Literally, they draft. I mean, every receiver's like in the fifth round, and they're always great. <laughs> but he showed really strong playmaking skills this week. He had a couple like just jump balls that he brought down with him. And if you're desperate, maybe you lost Keenan Allen. He's not going to play this week and you're in a deep league. I think he could be worth it. The Saints have the worst passing, uh, the worst defense to wide receivers in the league. They give up the number one most points. So it's probably going to be a shootout. The game matters for the Steelers. And, uh, I don't know. With Marshawn Lattimore's all over Antonio Brown, James Washington could get nice little garbage TD for you.
1: He's looked really good. I mean, yeah. we were talking the other week, and I, I was floored that Ryan Switzer had less snaps than James Washington because mm-hmm. I feel like when I watch Steelers games, Ryan Switzer is not all over the field, but like kind of yeah, compared to— and then James Washington, I never hear his name watching yeah. the Steelers. And it blew my mind. And then the last two weeks, he's really actually started getting in the offense. So I'll buy in. There you go. Not so secret Steelers, Fan Craig.
2: <laughs> so in the in the Steelers hierarchy, Antonio Brown, so this is last week. Antonio Brown played sixty one snaps, which is ninety five percent. Juju played sixty, and then coming in third, James Washington with forty four snaps. He outsnapped Ryan Switzer by more than double. Switzer had twenty one snaps. So
1: R.I.P. Switzer. Uh, that's interesting.
2: Although also Eli Rogers had twenty eight snaps out of nowhere. I don't care. I
1: <laughs> don't care about Eli Rogers Hello, two touchdowns in the playoffs. <laughs> I forgot yeah, I that watch. Eli Rogers, like, oh, Eli Rogers DK tried to warn us alright segment 3 uh, we were going to do some super in-depth illuminating research on how you could dominate your fantasy championship this week and instead we chose to just complain and we're going <laughs> to run through all the guys who screwed everyone because that really did seem to be the theme really rough a week team was like shocking amount of like after a a relatively, for my fantasy purposes, calm season. Knock on wood a thousand times. Then the semifinal round comes and just, oh my God. So Keenan Allen yes. left with no targets, catches,
0: or yards. After, no, no, no. no. It. Was, was it no targets? Was it no ca- targets? didn't have he he like, a catch. Well, He know, almost, might have been he almost caught, on caught on that penalty. touchdown, right? Wasn't that it? Oh, yeah! He had like an incredible grab and was like an inch away from a touchdown, hurt his hip, and never came back. Yep. <laughs> just yep. the
1: worst. So that sucked so thanks, for a lot Kenan. of people. And then Dave Williams went off, and many people had
0: him at the bench. And Her- then Heifetz got his just desserts because of my oh, Cooper. Oh, yeah, fought- yeah, yeah, let's talk about it. What did I tell you? Whatever. What did I tell he you? Still, he had, you know, the Colts played great. He had seven targets. What did I tell you? Oh, you're not going to start him next week if you had him? No. You're such a liar. That's I so said he would true. ghost <laughs> you when it mattered most. Well, I won despite him, and I'm did playing the game. you
1: ghost you again. Okay. Fantasy friend zone, Amari Cooper. Save yourselves, <laughs> everybody. I still love you, Amari. Yeah, you always will.
0: <laughs> yep, I will.
1: Look, you need to look yourself in the mirror, bud. Saquon had basically his first bad game of the whole
2: year. Yeah, Danny, how, exp- how surprising was this? He has. I think he would... Uh, Nothing surprises me anymore. Uh, didn't this he have was like 100 it? yards overall in like... I don't know, well, I a record number of so games or something. I
1: happy the Cowboys got shut out, which we'll get to. Because, oh, well, we just got because Cooper sucks. But I was so happy the Cowboys got <laughs> shut out because the Giants also just got goosey, and it was super freaking
0: embarrassing. Yeah, Saquon's averaging 21 points a game for the season. He put up seven. Yeah, that's super oh, tough. Oh,
1: God. Um, and then Zach Ertz. Killed Sunday <laughs> football. Jeez. I um, thought Foles
0: and Ertz had like a huge connection. He had a massive game in the Super Bowl. They didn't go to him. They went to Alshon Jeffrey just out of fucking nowhere. Yeah, he did not. I mean, he got a couple targets, but like it was,
1: it wasn't even close. Three catches, twenty-two yards, three (laughs) fantasy points. Um, Real tough, real tough for my guy. Uh, Thielen, this is uh, this maybe the toughest here. Thielen, maybe the toughest. And then we we mentioned Aaron Jones, which is also tough because he had less than a point, I think, and he left with an injury. But Thielen was healthy, and then everyone in the Vikings offense is eating, so they fire John DeFilippo, and and they're like, we want to run more. Promptly run more. They do one like play action at Stefan Diggs for a touchdown. And then Dalvin Cook has that was the best, I mean, fantasy wise, the best game of his career. Um, Lutavius Murray gets a touchdown. Everyone, everyone had fun except Adam Thielen 2.9 points. Wild stuff.
2: We gotta, we Uh, gotta, okay. I'm not letting us get through this segment without bringing up Eric Ebron. Eat your just desserts, so In week thirteen, Ebron had sixteen targets, ten catches, eighty-one yards. Last week, he had four catches for sixty-five yards and a touchdown against the Cowboys on Sunday. Uh, one catch for eight yards.
1: Fantasy is cruel. I'm glad you can take solace <laughs> one bad fantasy. week from Ebron. Although I had I had to shout this out. I had there's one thing I had. This is the most amazing thing I've seen. Will Brinson from CBS was in a league of CBS experts, I guess. And his team went 13-0 and in the season. He had Mahomes, Saquon, Todd Gurley, Adam Thielen, Brandon Cook, Zach Ertz, Nick Chubb, Justin Tucker, and the Vikings defense. Wow. Went 13-0, and got 90 points this week and lost his first playoff <laughs> round. How many people are in that league? 12. It's a 12-team league. It was an auction. 12-team uh, league. All right. Mahomes, Barkley, Gurley, Thielen, Cooks, Ertz, Chubb, Tucker, Vikings. <laughs> Couldn't crack 100. What brutal. a great sport. All right. Uh, life is random and ultimately, you know, it's a whole exercise in it trying to apply meaning to something that is ultimately random and entropy. Uh, shall we get into guys who win your fantasy championship for you?
2: He's just, you, I could just see this thousand yard stare on Danny, Danny's face right now. Just... Waxing poetic about fantasy football.
1: Look, man, it's what it says about the human condition. <laughs> um, yeah, but we're just going to th- end this little segment with guys who are going to win your league for you.
2: Guys who we think are going to win your league for you. No, guys we know. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. Um, I have an inkling about Doug Baldwin this week going up against the Chiefs. Um, he's basically been hurt. Baldwin's been hurt all year. He started out of the season with a knee injury. Hurt his other knee. I think he had an MCL injury Um, early on in the season. He was battling a groin injury. I mean, he's just been messed up all season. Came back into the Seahawks lineup last week. uh, Had six targets, four catches, 77 yards, and two touchdowns. Just kind of went off. Going up against the Chiefs this week, um, who are banged up in the secondary. Kendall Fuller has a broken wrist. It's looking like he'll probably play, so that might not be a huge factor. But if Fuller doesn't play, I'm going to like this one even more because... I think the two guys behind Fuller are rookies. So, um, I just like Baldwin. The the teams that are playing the Seahawks are taking away the Seahawks' deep passes a lot the last couple of games. They've kind of figured out the Seahawks like to run the ball and then throw it deep. And so, um, the Seahawks need to get more from the intermediate range. And that's do- that's Baldwin's kind of bread and butter. And so, I don't know. I just got this inkling that Baldwin's going to kind of go off this week. And, and we'll see. But you have to keep keep an eye on like his health. If he's like full participation all all week in, in practice, then I'm definitely uh, looking forward to what he can do. I've had him on my bench for most of the season. I'm finally gonna get something out of it. I can feel it.
1: I carried Doug Baldwin on my bench for 15 weeks and I cut him this week. So <laughs> love Doug. Love Doug. Love Dougie. Yeah, it's perfect. Um, my one, so I just saw this question, I kind of thought of it a little differently because I think a little more zoomed out when I hear like win your league. And I honestly, my first is Nick Chubb to me. I think of Nick Chubb yeah. as the spiritual successor to James Conner. I think James Conner won a lot of people the first half of their season. Maybe won you like your first round buy or whatever. Like James Conner was the guy, basically the best person you could have outside of maybe Mahomes for like the first 10 weeks of the season and a huge difference maker. Uh, I think of Nick Chubb, basically, honestly, he basically took off that Hyde trade happened right when Conner started to tail off. Um, Nick Chubb, since he started, since Hyde got traded, has like, you know, 15 and a half points, 34, 26, 14 and a half, 16, 10 Um, he's had like five rushing touchdowns in the last six games. I mean, he's just been absolutely incredible and has really just been so unbelievably consistent for a guy. A lot of people took off waivers. And then now this week, in week 16, going against the Bengals who have, I believe, the worst run defense in all football, numerically, and certainly by the eye test, um, I think the Browns are going to crush him. The Browns actually, whether or not they know it, they really believe they can make the playoffs. They kind of like still can't because the Steelers pulled that out against the Patriots. But the Browns are not giving up. The Browns really believe it. And the Bengals look to me like, a, I mean, they beat the Raiders this week, but the Bengals to me are fairly lifeless. I think the Browns, like, not a statement win, but I think the Browns run down the Bengals' throat. I think Nook Chubb is has a great shot to be, like, the number one overall point scorer this week. And it, that, to me, is like a league winner. Love me some Nook Chubb. The, the
2: Bengals the Bengals are going to have Driscoll at quarterback. <laughs> Tyler Boyd's out. Adrian Green's out. Uh... What are they gonna do on offense? <laughs> I think I Nick
1: Chubb the... scores two of their first three touchdowns and then they run up the score. I mean Yeah. He I mean, they played in week twelve. He had twenty eight carries, eighty four yards, a touchdown, and then more receiving and he had twenty six points in Yahoo scoring. So I think
0: he beats that cool. this week. So
1: there cool. we go. Love it. What about you, Gregorio? Uh
0: it's your boy. <clears throat> so Josh Allen is going to win you your fantasy league this week. <laughs> Uh, I love love Josh Allen. He's becoming my favorite quarterback. And I actually just read on his Wikipedia (laughs) that he turned down an offer to San Diego State, my alma mater. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Because he's better than you. (laughs) I suppose. But, you know, this guy's still (laughs) owned in like 23% of leagues. And in the last four weeks, he's the quarterback two behind only Patrick Mahomes. He's putting up 24 fantasy points a game. Josh Allen. I don't care if it's on the ground or over the air. I actually think the on the ground thing makes me feel better. It's almost more consistent. It's like, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And he's developing chemistry with these wide receivers. He's playing the Patriots. Um, if you have Aaron Rodgers, if you have Kirk Cousins, if you have Jared Goff, over the last four weeks, Rodgers is the QB 18, Cousins the QB 19, and Goff 24. I think mm. you could potentially start Josh Allen over those guys I and win this. your fantasy I love league. this. I love this so much.
2: This wow. makes me want to watch this Patriots-Bills I love game this. so much.
1: I've always said when it comes down to Bill Belichick versus Josh Allen, (laughs) I want Josh Allen 11 times out of 10.
0: I agree. I love Uh, it.
1: It's beautiful. Yeah. (laughs) On that note.
2: (laughs) That's amazing.
1: All right. I think that is it. Yeah. We'll be doing season end superlatives on our Friday episode, giving out some awards. Uh, Mark Cooper will be getting a repeat. Friends on award. The and then we will be back. We will be taking Christmas off, but then we will be back in January for some daily fantasy for the playoffs. So keep listening. Best of luck this week.
2: All right. Thanks everyone.